Hey, good evening, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Uh, we just wanted to come on tonight, just, you know, talk some current events, share some of our thoughts with you guys, and maybe you guys will share some thoughts with us. What's up, ladies? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so so it's, it's been a lot of stuff going on in the news um, today. I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to talk politics, Shakita, but, uh, the commander in chief, uh, Keisha, is uh, having a rally on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it seems like it's um, a lot of people from the left are upset that he would pick this day to have a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, knowing um, the massacre on Black Wall Street. Do you have any thoughts on this, Keisha? Mm, why would he know about it? If he wasn't taught about it. I mean, education. So, I mean, we know about it because, it, you know, they have us thinking that that's our history, not American history. So it probably didn't even cross his mind to be to be perfectly honest. Or, you know, I'm not a Trump fan, but he might pull something out of the bag. He might shock us. Yeah. Who knows? What do you, what do you think, Keita? You know, I think... I hate to give him too much credit. I think he's just, um, you know, everything is opening up. He wants to, you know, promote and he wants to be out in these streets. But I really <laughs> do, th I really do believe um, that he knows and he, you know, he doesn't care. And he, you know, he's, he's passive aggressive, you know, like he, he's like, well, let me do this on this day. They're going to get mad, but I'm just going to pretend like, I don't know what they're mad about. I'm going to act like I don't know what this day is. And he's going to go out there and he's going to do whatever he wants while we all get all fired up and get upset. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I love to ignore people. I'm like the ignore queen. I think he needs to be ignored. I think you need, I think we need to stop giving him so much attention, you know, and go out, have your celebrations, do whatever it is you're going to do on that day. You know, post, hashtag, just have a great day. Do what you're supposed to do. I don't want to give right. him so much energy. You know what I mean? If he does something disrespectful on that day, I mean, people are going to be watching. It's going to be seen. You're going to know. You can you can say something about it the next day, like you do with anything else. I just feel like, you know, stop giving him. He, or at this point, he knows what that day is. Yeah, Just he does. Day, do your hashtags, post your videos, do your TikToks, have a good time, enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Self-care. Enjoy your family, enjoy your friends. Let him do whatever he's gonna do. And if he does something he has no business doing and being disrespectful, you have you, you can drag him the next day. You know, you know what's what's interesting is that um in 2010 I went to a Juneteenth celebration at um in, in at home in Jersey. Mm -hmm. In the, uh -huh. town that, in the town that we're from, and it was only like 50 people there, and like 40 of them were seniors. Uh -huh. I was probably one of the youngest people there, and it's amazing how like now everybody's starting to understand the significance of Juneteenth, and you even see companies like Nike uh, talking about Juneteenth as a holiday for their employees. And, you know, I want to get you guys' thoughts on the protests in the direction that we're going as a country, I mean, I know that you guys are loving it because you guys are black women and black mothers as well.
But how do you guys feel about these companies now all of a sudden like really making like a 180 degree pivot? We're saying My they're going to give allocate money. You know, I I, I said I have a, I had a friend today send me a text message and tell me that her company is giving um, X amount of thousands of dollars to one organization and then some more money to another. And mm -hmm. I said, and, and I'm you know, and I was talking in the text message and I said, you know, they have black employees, right? They have black employees that have um, you know high positions, maybe managers or supervisors, and they're in debt from student loans. Mm -hmm. Give it to them to pay off their student loans. Like these are your employees. You know, you want to donate to uh, this and that and other reform and to Black Lives Matter. You you want to make an impact? You can do it right in front of you. Like don't do anything. Don't do anything to try to show off for me or to try to show me that you know you are cultural sensitive. You have employees right here in front of you who who are coming out. Chiquita, she froze. She froze, I told you y'all were freezing. Who are I coming mean, out of a pandemic? Yeah, back, it did. It froze. froze I'm Go sorry. Ahead, I saw it. So, do they're coming out of a pandemic? You know, and they're struggling. You know, you can offer a one-time bonus. You know, you have again, you have people in management um, positions or people who have been at your company for ten years. You have loyal employees. You know, people who have not maybe missed a day of work. They have student loans. Pay up their student loans. You know, have somebody come in from one of these lenders who so desperately want to even the playing field for purchasing homes and having good credit. Have one of those people come into your agencies or your companies and offer free seminars on how to help them get homes. It's, I mean, there's so many things you can do right in front of you with your employees, but now you want to give $100,000 to this and $100,000 to that because I want to show my black employees and, and the world so that nobody, you know, gives me a bad rating. Because a lot of companies are, are have like, you know, the best place to work um, um, things, um, surveys, ratings. Yeah, ranking. Mm -hmm. so you want to have, you know, this, this, good, uh, um, this good record out here do those things for your employees. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that they can do. I mean, it, you know, it's, I guess, but what about the people that are right in front of you that need help? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Keisha, you got any thoughts on it? Um, I think that it's probably a plus. Um, a lot of it has to do with the amount of dollars that we spend. We spend a lot of money. Um, so they kind of have to put these messagings out to continue, um, you know, to get some of us. Some of us can't stay the course, but some of us will really, you know, boycott, you know, a place if it's not treating you well. Um, as far as their employees, I think that that's very sticky, uh, especially in a place like New Jersey, which is Sioux Central, because, you know, the other employees are going to say, what about me? Like, you can't give this person a $10,000 bonus. And I've been here 10 years. What about me? Like, as you can see, it, it is a lot of what about isms. It'll, it'll be an Irish person who will say, we were slaves too, which is not exactly the truth, but I digress. Um, so I just want to see, like, 
what's our plan going forward? Like, that's what's troubling me a little bit. And it troubles me when people say they putting stuff aside for minorities and not black people specifically. Now, I don't have a problem with minorities receiving anything. I really don't. But if you're trying to get, you know, black people on an even playing field by saying minorities, that doesn't happen. Because if you have systematic racism, right, and I have to pick, I might pick the white woman over someone black, or I might pick the black man over the women. So that's not really even in the playing field to me. Well, well, I mean, go ahead, Keita. I don't know. I just feel like these companies have amazing people who are black that work for them. I mm-hmm. think they can easily start directly within their companies. I think I feel like when you can donate that kind of money to an organization that you knew nothing about just a few days ago, when you have employees who work right underneath you, who deserve raises, who deserve promotions, who are, you know, your um, controllers and your directors and managers, and they have student debt and they've been with you forever. Why would you take your money to donate to an organization that is outside of your company when you can start doing things like tuition reimbursement? And even if your tuition reimbursement will, even if your tuition reimbursement affects everybody at the company, Mm -hmm. you're hiring fairly, you'll have a decent mix of people that work at your company. Mm -hmm. And that means that black people will be able to benefit from the tuition reimbursement. If you were, if the, if the playing fields were level and even those people would have the proper promotions and the proper pay raises. Again, I don't think donate, I mean, and you can make a donation if you want it. That's your business, right? It's a tax write off. These companies are, 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 are making donations. That's fantastic. But again, you have employees who are right there at your companies who deserve, um, and not only deserve, but those are the people you want to help. You know, I'm an, I'm a black employee and I, if you make a huge donation to one of these outside companies and I'm still sitting here like, well, I got to go to school, pay for it out of pocket, plus come to work every single day. And I'm hardly, I can hardly make ends meet, but I like my job. You could have easily just helped me or helped I, all no, of you. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I'm just saying as an employer, I don't see that as being something that they can legally do without getting themselves in trouble. They can do it for, I, I think they can donate to everybody. Like they can do it for everybody. If you have tuition reimbursement for mm-hmm. everybody. And if you're if the people that work for you, if you ha- if you are hiring people based off a of skill, you would have a mixed company. And then and then everybody would be able to benefit for that. Why take no, the no, money? No. I, I I agree with that, but then how does that help the plight of the black person like now I worked at Prudential so Prudential's policies is phenomenal the individual groups that you in um, was what I struggle with but like they had a black leadership forum they had tuition reimbursement they women leadership they had all these programs for you um, diver- I was a member of diversity and inclusion so they have all these programs um, but I don't know that within that, 
outside of the black, even the black leadership forum, that's a forum. It's like a two day event. It's all these workshops. You get to meet with all these executives. It's called black leadership forum, but everyone is included. So I, I think what they're trying to do is give an intent and I support this cause. I don't know if they could just take their, their black employees and be like, I'm gonna pay off your student loan. Like that, it, that would have to be something that's done across the board. Cause like I said, you can have the same white employee that have the same issues, um, you know, on a base level, on a base level, on paper. You know, when you think of companies, they thinking about what they see on paper. They, you know, they not going beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the things that um that I noticed, and, and, and you know, I don't want to do this as a, a bashing of Nike, is that Nike, um, we we do need we do need their money in our communities. We do need them to uh, help us fight systematic racism. Mm -hmm. But Nike, 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 Nike is also one of those companies that's paying people pennies on a dollar in another country, mm. and they're they're oppressing the people that's working. They're part of an oppression. They're they're part of a pressure regime in another right. country. So it's like a catch twenty two. I mean, one of the things that I noticed with this money is that we do need a, spe a specific allocation of the money. Um, I agree with both of y'all, which is interesting because I do think that the employees need to be need to be heard first from these major companies, because like Bank of America, them saying a hundred million dollars for for uh, for for Black Lives or whatever they said, a hundred million dollars is nothing compared to the money that they made in the last fifty years. Of blood sucking our communities and not giving not giving us real high interest rate loans, so or refusing to give us loans at all. Exactly. And one and of it, them banks had it was a part of slavery. I can't think of was it Chase or Bank of America. One of them, if you like, if you follow the details, Fleet. You know, it was the one that was Fleet Bank now. Old Fleet Bank, Bank of America. Yeah, that's Bank of America. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, so it's it's a. It's a it's a real tricky situation. I mean, but once but once they start to say, and I get the tricky situation, and I get all of the suing. But once they're able to say, because once once it becomes this is what we owe you because of what we've done to you, then it no longer becomes oh I need to sue you because I want my student loans paid off too. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like you you it, at some point they're going to have to come clean with with all of the things that they've done. And I mean, right. all of the sinister, sick things that has happened. We're and not it, talking it, about, like when, when people hear slavery and they say, get over it, that's why they could tell you to get over it because they think that all you did was work in the hot sun. They don't realize what you have, what has been, what has happened, what they've done, the killings, the murders, the rapes, the lynching, the medical experiments, they have not, the hunting, the hunting and the murdering and, and, mm -hmm. and the zoos, the zoos, and then your children being in, in circuses, they have not been, and once they are able to vocalize exactly what they've done, 
and how terrible and sinister and sick and calculated all of those things were. Them giving us something would not be, you guys need to go out there and pull yourselves up by your bootstraps. You guys need I to- I hate that, pull your shit up you guys, by your bootstraps. You guys need to- Oh my God. Look at you, you have a degree, so why can't he have a degree? They'll stop saying that once they're able to confess and actually say all of the really terrible things that they've done. You know, so then it won't. It, it, who would you sue if you are paying off my student loans because you? I deserve it. I mean, I think that that would be have to be on a country level, but like that, like people are like they'll literally say. I've seen people literally saying, um, "I ain't paying no reparations." Um, you know, I never owned any slaves or whatever. You know, white people. But then I'm like, all these people who sue because the police or something done happened to them, you got to pay that too. Do you say that? When, but you holler blue lives matter. You think that's par for the course? Like, I'm just so confused in so many ways. By, well, um, again, I think a lot of people don't realize what it means to have been here and built this country. They don't. They don't understand what that means. They they've never had their husbands and their children hunted down like right. wild animals, murdered to like, the alligators, set on fire. Like they never. They don't. They have no clue of what has happened. So it's easy for them to say things like that. One of one of the one of the uh, economists that speaks on reparations, he said that it's a thing called arc where uh, America needs to address, the a, that it's an acronym for address, mm -hmm. uh, redirect, and I forget what the C exactly stands for. And that's key, like Shakita said, first you have to acknowledge all the wrongdoing because a lot of people don't understand or will minimize the impact of what happened in not just the physical slavery, but you know the Jim Crow laws, the mass incarceration. Like you would think like something as easy as having that box on an application saying um, if you was a convicted felon, just having that box on there is a, is can be a problem. I know mm -hmm. I know in New Jersey they were trying to say that the box was they was trying to make the box illegal, but that <laughs> should be in all fifty states. That shouldn't have anything to do with if your crime has something to do with your present job. That's one thing. But if it didn't have nothing to do with why you working or the job description, say like if a guy was known for larceny, he shouldn't be mm -hmm. working in a bank or whatever. That's right. different. I agree. That's different. But it's like, you know, first they have the, the, the government, number one, needs to address the issue. Uh, one of the things that I, I had noticed, and, and, and a lot of people don't want to mention it, and they're not even saying anything that they're going to give them money. Is Hollywood played a major role in the indoctrination of white supremacy in this country, and they don't—they don't say nothing. You see all these companies coming out. You hear that? You even hear some Congress people and senators trying to deal with the statue issue and saying why they need to get rid of the statues. I know that the, uh, some some senators just came out where they're going to get rid of all of the Pentagon is going to get rid of all of these bases that. Are named after Confederate officers, and so this stuff should have been 
years and years ago should have been gone. But it's amazing how Hollywood, which a lot of us call Holly weird, is being let off the hook. And a lot of right. a, a lot of our talent has got blackballed in Hollywood unless you know, as they say, sit on that what they call it, Keisha, the casting call couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you sit on that couch and you know. Get Harvey Weinstein. Get some of that Bill Cosby juice. It's so <laughs> yeah, not funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get some get some Weinstein and Cosby stuff. But you know that, that's what I wanted to address because the the, the free Bill the Cosby too. Even though I'm not a fan, but free Bill Cosby. But go ahead. The thing with the money is interesting because it's like a lot of people. I can say, okay, my company is going to give a hundred million dollars for diversity training. But who's there to check the, to do the checks and balances? Who's there to know that I really like like the Facebook money that he gave? Whatever happened to it? Like it wasn't it a hundred million dollars? Hundred million dollars for North Public Schools. Yeah, no checks and balances. Checks you, and balances. You know can, but you know what? You know what you can do with a hundred million dollars? What? Yeah. What has happened? What has been done with a hundred million dollars? I don't know. You know, you know I don't have to ask a Newark resident. You know what's amazing? And anybody that's on YouTube, make sure that you like the video mm -hmm. to set the algorithm off. Is that Keisha sent me a thing earlier where YouTube was saying they were going to give $100 million for all of their black content creators. They're having something on Saturday, and I actually signed up for it. Mm -hmm. but, what's, but what's interesting is that YouTube, just three weeks ago prior to George Floyd dying, YouTube was taken down a lot of the black um, content creators, videos, they'll shadow ban your stuff. So it's kind of like, okay, y'all giving us this money or saying y'all going give to give up some money to allocate for content creators. But at the end of the day, you're shadow, ban you're shadow banning videos because you may not agree with the content. Like it's certain content and there's certain things that will not set off an algorithm on YouTube. Like you can't mention certain things in your description of a video. I think it's symbolic gestures just like the kente cloth like you know and they and they clearly know something we don't right, right. that's just how i feel i feel like all of these people that want to post black lives matter all of these people all of these restaurants and stores and places and and all of the money that's being given and all of the statements that all of these places are making and the writings in the ground and DC and all of this stuff, they know something we don't know. And they are trying to calm the masses. Calm the storm. Yeah, they trying it. They trying it. But and I, they so know and they what what they know for sure is just like we all know history repeats itself, they know it too. And they know what they can and cannot do. We are right. people people of color don't want revenge. They just want to be treated like human beings. They lucky that they we don't that. want revenge. Right, but they, but they also they they know that they know that for sure. So you, but the see, people that you see, the people that you see that are all upset and worried, and when is this going to be over? And they're tearing up my town and my city. Those people don't really know any better. Those people live a sheltered life. Those people don't know anything about pretty uh, much of nothing of other than what they in their immediate surroundings. But people who know, know that we just want some changes. We just want some things to happen. And they're like, uh-oh, they got upset. Let us let us do some things. And literally, that's all they're doing. 
they're going to just keep marching. They're going to keep doing stuff. Nobody's going to overthrow. Nobody's going to kick the door in at the White House. Nobody's going to take over the police station and then make their own cost, make their own uniforms and replace right. the police. Nobody's going to kick in the doors in different Congress and remove them and sit what? there. And, Damn, not Fox out here. That's not going to happen. You know, you know, exactly even, what we want. Even even before one of the things, and, and before I get into it, um, shout out to the city of Louisville because they, they passed a law in honor of Breonna Taylor that now if they have warrants, they have to knock. So there's no such thing as a no-knock warrant no more in Louisville. That, yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. It's about policy change, and, I, and that's, the, that's the, the, the great thing that I hope comes out of all of this protest is that we got to change policy that all of these gestures are great, but if the policy remains the same, if the police unions and the leadership don't work together to, to, to help with community relations, it's going to continue happening. One of the things that's interesting about the police is some police, which is the majority, have a mindset of us versus them. Right. Them versus us. This is the this is what I noticed in my short period on this earth that they need to stop doing that it's, it should be us together collectively instead of a us versus them type of mentality. Because the us versus them type of mentality, over a period of time, some cops will believe like if they're not your family, they're scum and they're mm -hmm. low over the earth, and we're gonna treat them a certain way. And if you ever really listen to certain cops talk this is how they talk but i think that that's the what they're all i think that's what they've been told too you know i think they're told that i think they're told you know keep if you see somebody come into town and they're black you gotta watch them if i think they're told that i think they're i think they're told to police that way when people be like oh i don't think you killed them on purpose i think i really honestly believe they're they're told and taught to police a certain way I mean, I, I definitely think that think they that be suspicious of us and to be concerned and worried about us. You know, I think they're I think that that's just the way that they are. And then other times, you know, like depending on what time of the night it is and where you're driving, they'll pull you over and ask you where you're going. Are you kidding me? Like you if you have my driver's license and you see where I live in, in relation to where I'm at, you know, I'm just riding through your town to get home. And, you know, I, and, so, and in all actuality, you know, where you're going is none of their business. It's not, but who? But for anybody to ask you that, like if I if there was a, if I did a moving violation or you know if I'm speeding to something, you know, handle that part. But where am I going? What am I doing? What are you investigating? What are you investigating? And for what? Why? It's just because they're taught to police that way. Be suspicious all the time. Yeah, the police, like Keisha, I know you was probably about to say the police are being, the police are not actually police no more. They're basically militarization. They're, be, they're basically a military. military. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, but the premise of the police, what they were, the foundation was, you know, they slave patrols, slave catchers. Slave patrols, yes. Yeah, so. And they, and yeah, and I believe that they, to some degree, they, they, that's what a lot of them are, depending on where they're from and, 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 you know, what, and, and, and the way that they police, I think this is who they are. Then other times I could pull up beside a police officer with my music loud and he'll look over and smile at me. And I it mean, all I think, depends on, you know, it all depends on, on, 
on who they are. But I think overall, depending on where you go, you you need to be careful. You have to you have to be worried about them. I, I think I, I, they profile. I think that if you're white in an urban area, you're profiled also. I mean, to be fair, um, they think you probably looking to buy drugs. You know, like I think um, so. Too. Uh, but I think that it's if we have come so far, right? You run a license plate. If I'm in the suburbs, there's no reason for you to be following me. Or even if you ran the plate and nothing comes back, why are you pulling me over? You know, it is sometimes it just seems so unnecessary because you feel I'm someplace I shouldn't be. And that's like I often I I often get pulled over right when I'm coming over this overpass. I can make a left to go to the town where I live, or I can make—I mean, I can make a right to go to the town where I live, or I can make a left to go to their town. Mm-hmm. And he'll follow me, you know, all the way over this overpass where I have that choice. And if I make a left, they pull me over every time. Let me ask you guys a question. One of the things with policing um, is—is is when police in a, are in a, are in a certain municipality. What one of the ways they get their funding is by meeting and surpassing quotas. Do you mm-hmm. think that the quota method is good where they got to give out a certain amount of tickets, they got to yeah. make a certain amount of rest? Do you think that this is one of the major problems in the cities? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because we're you know, I you know, when you had uh Trina who said, you know, I have my I have a license, I have a registration. I know my rights. My paperwork is good. And, you know, what she was trying to insinuate is our paperwork isn't always good. We don't always have registrations and licenses and, you know, different things of that nature. And, and I, I also think for Trina, um, I think her brother was killed and her brother was killed. I'm assuming by, you know, another black person or a Latino, you know, one of us. Um. And this is something that I struggle with, like, because, like, if your if your brother was in the street, we have to stop making excuses and say we don't care about black on black crime. If if your brother or your husband or your children aren't doing something right, or then um, the person who may have killed this said individual is arrested. And, and because that's a black person, they locked up for years. Like, you know, and I struggle with how to articulate that to them because I, I understand, I feel your pain. You had someone die. I, I had my brother, he died. He was killed by somebody who was afraid of him, but he was in the street, mm. you know? So I, I got a cousin that was killed. He was in the street. So, you know, I don't know. So, so That's something is, that I, I struggle with. So what you're saying is people will be screaming, we need to stop killing each other, black on black, black on black crime, are usually mm-hmm. the people who have been committing crimes or doing right. something illegal or in the gang. And your right. death is the direct result of you being in that life. And then it's your right. family members who are saying, but what about black on black crime? You know, if if you want the police to stop killing you, when you gonna stop killing each other? And I feel the same exact way. I always say that. Like I had to tell a girl the other day, I don't believe that people who are in gangs want to be in gangs. And I said to her, "Do you?" 
I don't think they want to be out here killing each other and fighting and going through all of this and doing all of this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you think of the wealth gaps and poverty and starvation and the um, drugs and different things that people have to go through, I can't judge how or why you got into a gang. I, you know, I see small children who say, you know, I didn't have a family because my mother or my parent was in the street. So this was the only family that I had. So at some right. point, those things are not fixed. How do you keep telling these children who are growing up and going into these going into this environment and keep saying, you know, when are we going to stop killing each other? When, mm-hmm. when we can't fix that first. But once they're there and they're in that environment and they're living that life, you out here making free Ray Ray t-shirts or rest mm-hmm. in, you know, rest in peace, whomever. And meanwhile, they were in this life together. You benefited, right. you benefited off your brother when he was selling drugs. You benefited off your cousin when he was out here doing, you know, whatever he was doing. You every all of these people benefited benefited from it. And now all of a sudden. It's when we're having a discussion about police brutality and systematic racism, you want to bring that up. When are you going to start killing each other? I, I just feel like, you know, people don't think. I, I just, I don't know what's wrong with that. I, I don't know. It's, it, I, it, I struggle with that. Like, I will, I will debate the black on black crime um, thing on a holistic level, but I struggle with, um, you know, that person's brother died or this or that because they, I don't feel like they were going to hear what I'm saying. Like, I was always taught that it, you know, in, in those lifestyles, there's only a couple choices. Right, right. Either you're going to go to jail or you're going to die. Right. So, And you, you benefit know. off of your brother or your cousin or your mother or your father. You benefit off of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't so- have a problem where you don't say nothing. And then all one of, of a sudden, one of the one of the one of the, one of our uh, people that are, one of the people that are watching has this comment. They said, "Um, but the problem is bigger than the people who live in those communities. It's not yeah, fair to that. it's not fair to put the responsibility on them to fix it. There's a lot of moving parts to fix it. I've worked in a community <laughs> like that for 20 years, and I've had lots of conversations with members of the community in regards to obviously to that obviously people who live there." Don't want that type of environment, but it's not that easy to just flip and switch. We are, we are, yeah, but that's exactly it. what we said. That's what I said. Anybody who's in a gang, if there's any kind of gang violence or, or anything of that sort, none of them want to live that life. So to make it seem as if you know it's a choice and it's just something that they like to do, and black people just like to kill each other and they just like to be in gangs and they want to live like that, that's not true. That's not true. I, you can't say, when are we going to stop killing each other when you don't want to address why they felt like they needed to be in that lifestyle in the beginning with. You know, like I said, there are small children who what? grow up with no families, have no food, have no resources, and sometimes that's their only family. And There's that also- a plethora of reasons why somebody well, I'm, would I'm gonna that guys, lifestyle. I'm you don't want to face that, though. I'm going to ask you guys a question. So, when we when we're dealing with um, basically we're going to talk about access because mm-hmm. this is where we we basically got shut out of the access to to the regular services that every human being in America had access to. So when we look at access, do you think that because I'm gonna just use this as an example, 
New Jersey is the pharmaceutical capital of the world. Do you think that all these pharmaceutical companies to start giving out more clinics to these inner cities? Clinics, what do you, clinics I mean, for? More like, like access to free medical services because they got the money. The, the pharmaceutical yeah. companies got the money. And if they really want to do something to stop, if they really want to do something to, to close the gap as far as access to these type of resources, they can actually make a bigger change by giving people access to, to free health care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, immediately, I, if they want to change something like, you know, Johnson and, Johnson, Johnson and Johnson could actually just flip their finger. And I'm just using this example, could flip their mm -hmm. finger and change a community overnight with, like I said, with a free clinic somewhere, uh, free medical stuff, like, you know, classes, so so even like just a basic nutrition class. Clinical services for mental health. But they're not interested. Also, but you have to remember, it's literally like anybody else. Johnson and Johnson was started from just say one particular person. And that person wanted to be a millionaire, then a billionaire, and so on and so on and so on. They do not want to take their wealth and put it back into a community. They simply just don't want to do that. They want to live off of the high horse themselves. They have tons of, of companies they pay for. They have employees they want to pay for. They, that's their job. That's all they're doing. To them, it's a business. They're not yep. thinking of it from you know, our perspective. That's why it's important that we have more um, you know, Black people who are clinicians and who are psychiatrists and psychologists and who wants to be doctors. But then when you want to be a doctor, do you want to come back to your neighborhood to be a doctor? You know, because right. even even a doctor, granted, Johnson and Johnson can snap their finger and make all of these great moves in your community. You have to make them yourself. You have to make them yourself. So when you you know you be, you decide that you want to be a doctor, are you offering free services to people who need them? Gynecologists, you know, um, mental health professionals, like who is offering free services to? the people in their community. I work for an agency that does mental health work mm -hmm. and we're in um, East Orange, Orange, Maplewood, Patterson, we're, we're in the community. And I see tons of people that need help and we offer lots of different services, but it, and there's a lot of places like that. But before I worked there, I didn't know it existed. You know, so you have to who we if we want to change our communities, we have to do it. You know, like I, everybody wants to be a politician because but do you want to be a politician to really make changes in your community? Or do you want to be a politician so you can say you're a politician? You know, do you, and you, our politicians have um, consistently screwed us. And when I say our politicians, I mean, uh, many of the black ones. Right. So. so even when you become a doctor, do you, when you own your own practice, you know, even if, he, even if a doctor does free services or, you know, has a clinic he works in and volunteers his time in, when the people walk into the clinic, they need to have something. They have to have Medicaid or Medicare. They got to have, they have to have something. So and, uh, and, how do you offer those services to those people? And I don't know. I think the pharmaceutical industry really have the doctors with their hands tied. Like it's really more so the pharmaceutical industry running stuff than the doc. Like you know, 
doctors ain't making money like they were making it. I'm just going to be honest. Like, if you take insurance, they cut it down to where you ain't really getting nothing as a doctor and for your services. So, I watched watched a documentary about, um, I can't think of the name of it, but it was a father, a white man, whose son became a drug addict. And he couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how his son had become a drug addict. But what made him investigate it was because his son was killed. And when he started doing an investigation on how his son was killed and what happened, because if it was just a regular drug bust, mm-hmm. how would that have happened? Anyway, long story short, when a father started doing more investigation, he realized that there was this pharmaceutical company who was selling these pills um, that they started, um, what's the pills everybody started using? Oxy. Yes. yes. And it was, and it was one of the hot spots was in New Orleans and mm-hmm. it was a doctor who worked all times of the night. Like she didn't work regular hours during the day. She worked all times mm-hmm. of the night. She was giving out these prescriptions for these pills and, um, they would go into the pharmacy and have these pills, um, have these pills, uh, filled. New Orleans had became this huge place where there was like these, it was like tons of drug addicts. Everywhere you look, this one particular spot there was Mm -hmm. just saturated with drugs and drug addicts. Right. Long story short, the pharmaceutical company literally was behaving as if they had no clue that this was going on. They had rather be making all of this money versus... Right, versus... You know, you know, it wasn't going to, you know, it was going to drug addicts. You knew that these people were getting hooked on these pills. They were dying left and right. And they had no, they had, they didn't care. And it wasn't until it was being sued and then the doctor, she was writing prescriptions. She was like, she wasn't even like a regular doctor. She was some other kind of doctor. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. They had the reps going all over to the different doctor's offices, pushing those pills, making sure mm-hmm. they were getting sales. The reps were making hella money. The doctors was making hella money. And the pharmaceutical companies was making hella money too. So, you know, you, you when you think about saying, when you can say stuff like, well, the pharmaceutical, everybody, all people really care about sometimes is making a dollar. So it's how- the American way. Right. So how do you expect somebody to heal and fix your community? It's nobody, it, they're not going to do it. You have to want to do it. Yeah. yeah, that I mean that's 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 like I said, this is a tricky this is a tricky situation because like when we first started off, we see that all these companies, a, a large amount of companies in this in this in this country right now are saying we're in solidarity with our black community. We're going to donate a certain amount of money, like. A hundred million dollars for Black Lives Matter. Why don't you put a million dollars in the in the hood? I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, and, and you can literally change, change, change the change the culture if you put a million right. dollars in any hood. Like, literally, change the culture. Right, and I don't even mean hood as uh, you know. I don't mean it like how other people think. Put it in right. and put it in our inner cities where we are. If you want to do something for us, if you want right. to level the playing field. If every company in town, why why are all y'all funneling your money to these, you know, these initiatives when you have, when you, when you can walk right out of your office building and give money to the people right in front of you? Give some, give, first of all, or make some scholarships 
all of these. That's kids, what I was going to say. Book vouchers. You can, you can, you can pay for room and board. You can give them book vouchers. You can, it's so many. And, and you, and it doesn't have to be no criteria. It could be black kids, first come, first serve. They ain't trying they to do go it. Go to high schools. Go to the high schools. They, 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 they nice to do black it. Man, nice black man, principal in Newark. He built a, a laundromat. He built a, a supermarket. He built a place for the kids to go. He understood mm -hmm. and knew what the kids at his school needed. And all of the other celebrities that came in and gave him some money. Now imagine if all of these places and companies and, and whatnot would simply just do the same. Just simply do uh, the yeah. same. Uh, yeah, everybody you know, doesn't have that. Someone, someone them, in the chat said someone in the chat said they want to donate, but they also want exposure as well. Right. Well, not even exposure like um to have your name on a building, but literally just so that they can shut you up. Yeah, it's like yeah, hush money. They really want to shut us up. Yeah, they want to shut us yeah, up. Yeah, it's hush money. It's hush Somebody money. My timeline said my 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 boss asked me, you know, where if I could think of any good um black organizations to donate some money to, and and he was like, you know, I'm thinking about it. What do you guys think? What's your opinion? And I thought to myself, you ain't look this fucking man. You ain't look this man in his face <laughs> and tell him to donate it to the local high school, right? Make a scholarship fund for the kids at the high school. What do you mean organization? It's right in your right where you live, right in your city. Do an internship. When they finish the internship, what do they get? They get two, three thousand dollars. Every time you finish your internship, we give you three thousand dollars voucher for school. It, it's so many things you can do. What do you mean organizations? They right here. They right in town. You need you need help. This guy's from North. What are you talking about? Anybody got any ideas? Like he he wanted, you know, to show up. Wait, Brownie point. Ideas. You're I from North. This is your boy. He asked you. I think that I don't even believe him. I think he one, lied. One of, one of the things that I always say about um, you know, the era that we live in is that everybody chasing the bag. I think that this is the opportunity where jokers need to be chasing the bag. Like, yo, yes, it's a bag being given out. Go get it. Yeah, you need to be saying where this money could go. Right. Yeah. If they're asking you and they don't know nobody, you need to tell them. Where can I spend my money? What 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 we what can we do? How about order some paper from a a, a, a black paper company? How about right. let's, let's let's order our supplies from there? There's a lot of shit y'all can do instead of ordering from Staples. How about order from a, a black su paper supply company? Hire a black cleaning company. How Get about black suppliers? How about our meetings that we have and we have to order lunch? How about every other meeting we order from the black restaurant? We switch it up a little bit. How about mm -hmm. that? Like, come we, on now. We 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 always even even though we may um be real critical of these companies and we gotta always be mindful. And I know you you ladies are, but just anybody that may watch in the future and watching, we gotta be mindful that we're owed this stuff. I mean, this is not a handout. Yeah, a lot yeah. of these companies were complicit in white supremacy and they the demise and the demise they, of us in this country. And so it's not like thing, nobody's though. asking for a handout. Mm -mm. The paperwork is there for some of these companies, mm. like because some of these companies and colleges and different places is quietly setting up stuff to pay stuff out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a paper trail. Everybody just filled out the census. You know how long they've been filling out the census? It's a damn paper trail. Mm-hmm. And what we as black people have to do is stop saying, well, we don't need no reparations because such and such, all they're going to do is buy a Cadillac or they're going to buy a BMW. So why so, does that impact you? So, why does that bother you? We are so judgmental of one. each other. Yeah, like that, that shit annoys me to the 100th degree. We all getting whatever's. I'm buying me one too. So let me let me let me ask y'all about the other the other uh topic that we talked about. Um <laughs> the statues of Christopher Columbus. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I said I said that maybe they need to have ceremonies with taking these statues down, and you ladies uh, disagree with me. No, How just do- take them down. Don't nobody care. Take them down. Get rid of them. Just take them down and get rid of them. It's all right. It's not the end of the world. Nobody's going to die. But Christopher Columbus, honey, that's a boy. They- did you hear Chris Cuomo? Yes, I did. They was, it, was, it, was it Chris Cuomo or Mario? Which would it was it was the brother, the one that the governor. Yeah, the, the okay. brother who do the news, he would never say such a thing. No, what, 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 what did the say governor nothing. say? He would say nothing before he says anything. He's like, Well, you know, Christopher Columbus is like, you know, the hero, and they don't think that Christopher Columbus should be one of those people. Like everybody else statue, yes, I get that, but not Christopher. Like, you know, yeah, that's the because he Italian. That's where he, he was coming from, from with it. Yeah, that's a boy. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Being that you, and I know you two, you two know this. Do you think that they're gonna do anything um, to Central Park? Because we know that Central Park was where it's, some it's, slaves were buried. You know what? I was talking the other day, and I was saying how I'd never been to Central Park, and as beautiful as I think, and I might have rode through Central Park, but I've never deliberately have gone to Central Park. And I and maybe about a week ago, I thought about it and I just said, you know, it's just it's like spiritual burial ground, you know, to mm-hmm. watch people trample over all of these people that lived here, all of these souls and all of this stuff like people literally really have no clue. They have no clue. And if they literally had to be honest about all of the monstrosities and all of the crimes that was truly committed against black people. I, I, the world would never, uh, America would never have to come back for that. I don't even think some black people, some white people would even believe it. Like it would be, it would sound too sinister and too evil. It would almost be unbelievable. So if you really had to go into detail about the people that lived there and the way that they were, murdered and killed and and everything was destroyed to get them out of there just so you could have Central Park? Right. I don't think that they would be alright. Because it was a thriving area too. But I just think that it's more to us than just slavery. And I think that that's a problem that they just don't under that they don't want to understand. Right? It's more to us than just slavery. It has been atrocities Generation after generation after generation. I mean, now we're dealing with the medical experiments and how many right. black women are dying just for just be, just from giving birth, right? Like I, I yeah, heard, because they don't believe we in pain. How I, how does I that heard, work? 
Right. And I, I read a story today from a young lady who um, was saying that she had a miscarriage and um, her doctor um, did not assist her. The doctor wouldn't help her. And she said she had to be an advocate for herself. And I have not responded or offered my condolences yet only because I went, I, I don't know, I don't even know what to say, right? Because I've been through the same exact thing where my mm -hmm. doctor refused to see me and refused to service me and told me that, you know, there was nothing I can do and not to come to the hospital. And when I finally got a doctor to see me, luckily, because I probably would have bled to death. So when I think, when I read her story and I had to, and I thought back to mine, I was like, you know, just the, just the way that they treat you and the way that they do you and don't give a, and just don't care about you. They you don't know? care. And, and, then, and I thought to myself, I can't, I can only imagine what she's going through because I know what I went through. And I just, just to the present day, how we're watching beautiful black women die from simply giving birth. It's not fair. Mm. It's not fair. And I can actually go to a bookstore or order a book that will explain to me all of the medical experiments for the last hundred years. When we know there's 400, 300 additional, 350 additional years of medical experiments as well. But right? just think about it like this, though. COVID. The, father now the father of gynecology, my God, that monster. Yeah, he was experimenting. But think of it like this. Even with COVID, how many older people just did not want to go to the doctor? I'm talking about black people. Like maybe... We wouldn't have we wouldn't experience so many deaths if they would have went to the doctor. They didn't trust no doctors. You're right. That that I would my grandmother would my grandmother would have been my great grandmother would probably would have been about uh, maybe a hundred. And I just know her, her siblings, all of them, they never liked the hospital. When uh -uh. she got when she was admitted to the hospital, they had to strap her down. She did not want to be there. She would raise hell. And I'm not making that up. I want people to go home and ask their older family members um, that, how they feel about the hospitals and doctors. And stuff. I think that in, in our in our community, we're so used to it that we don't. I think other communities, other than ethnicities, don't understand why our apprehension to going to the doctors, getting a checkup. Like y'all been saying, like when you look at all the experiments that have been done to our people. We have a we have a major mistrust that's valid mm -hmm. with dealing with this government, the medical, the doctors. Like we just don't trust, and it's valid. It's like historically, it's valid. We've been Even taking dirty. their medicine is valid. Right. Like right. you know, during the COVID, I can't remember the gentleman's name, the white guy with the glasses and the little gray hair. He was talking like Fauci. you know. Yes. And he was saying like, this is, that was the first time in a long time I heard somebody on such a platform discuss racism. It'd been mm -hmm. a while. And he said, you know, we need, this is something we're going to have to discuss when this is over because the disproportion, the, the amount of people who have COVID-19 in the black communities and why is because of racism when it comes right. to doctors and hospitals and health mm -hmm. insurance right you have to address that but here and we health are right insurance 
Right. right. And here we are right now, you know, discussing um, systematic racism and police brutality. And clearly the, the, the focus is police brutality. But when do we fix that? Because before, I mean, granted, they've been, you know, it's been, they've been, they've been doing a sin for a while, but literally we were just watching all of our grandparents and aunts and friends and all of them black dying of COVID-19 when at one point they were acting like we were invincible. So right. I'm going to ask you, ask you guys off, off of what you just said, Shakita, um, because we understand that everything right now is going fast. I mean, things are happening very fast and fluid. Do you think that because we need a serious structural change, because the changes that really need to be needed it's going to basically shake the country up. It's going to be a totally different country if all the changes happen. Do you think that this country is really ready for all those changes at once, or do you think it has to be gradually? I think it needs to all be, I think they need to do it quickly, and I think they do need to do it all at once because what will happen is they'll get too complacent and they'll think, all right, we've done enough, and that's all we're going to do. Think about civil rights. And think about the civil rights movement, which was only what, how many years ago? 50. Mm -hmm. Right. So here you have the civil rights movement where when we were trying to get civil rights, so was everybody else that needed civil rights. Mm -hmm. At this point, we need to solely and only be discussing um, African-Americans, Black people. That's it. And they need to do it quickly and they do need to do it now. And it's none of nobody else's business. You know, at some point, we need to stop being so concerned about what other white racist white people think about right. reparations and what they think about us getting free health care and getting, uh, you know, Kevin's school paid for. We, it, it's none of your business. You need to mind your bit. If this has nothing to do with you and this wasn't you and you didn't do it, you know, I, I love when they say, you know, I didn't do anything to you, then you need to mind your business. Mind your business. Thank you. And I agree well, with that. And I, Walk Listen, away, mind your business, is, and let us fix this shit. Because we have people in our communities that are hungry, that need medical attention. Our schools need to be better in better situations. They need clinical services. We need to do what we need to do. They need to. Re- they need. They have to fix what they've done with crack. They need to fix what they've done with heroin. They need to fix what they've done with the opioids. They need to fix what they've done with marijuana. They need to let our men and women out of prison. They have work that they need to do, and they need to do one it of, now. One of one of the biggest things that I always have apprehension is that um I'm 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 very I'm an optimistic person, very optimistic, but when it comes to changing this, I don't believe it till I see it because I, I, I even so much so even so much so like we haven't seen no policy. We might have seen four or five policies like. When 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 structure needs to be changed, they could sit in the daggone room and come out with a decision that night. Um, do so. I say that I premise this to say my next question: Do you think that oh, a lot of this? Go ahead, Keisha. So this is. I agree with Shakita. I think that it needs to happen now. I don't think it will, but I think it needs to. And I think that if we're putting our flag in the democratic field, somebody needs to whisper in Joe Biden's ear that the Native Americans should not be included in reparations. They've had 
they've they had have- that, but he's that's what he said. Like, not only did they have it, they cheated us out of hours or in that pot. So why would you get? Why would you allow them to double dip? Like, yeah, like why? If if that's where we going, that we voting Democrat, then somebody need to whisper and do ear because. I, I- Rather, if that's his, if that's his stance, I'd rather not vote for him. I, I, I would, I'd rather not vote for him. Whoever wins, wins, and I'll take my chances with the next one. Right, Because right. if you, if you, if you need to discuss what somebody else is, they've had their reparations, and if they have, they've had it. But if they have any questions, they need to figure that out and and re and revisit their contract. That don't have anything to right. do with I'm gonna, gonna ask you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you guys, and I know Keita. I don't know why we keep getting back to politics. I know how you feel about talking about it. Um, unfortunately, we got we got the question I'm bringing up. It goes into politics. With with, do you think that both of you young ladies said that now is the time to take the stand? Do you think that repairing reparations, addressing <coughs> this is more important than a damn election? Absolutely. Yeah. I believe that they need to create an entire task force that will solely and only deal with African American, black men, women, and children's issues. And that's it. And when it is time to vote on certain things and decide and make decisions, those things need to be done under um, you know, separate from anything else and everything else, and it need to be voted on and it needs to be done with. I don't need any president to do anything for me right. because a president can't do but so much anyway. I don't need you to do anything for me. Don't say anything in reference to me. I don't need your help. There literally needs to be a completely, a completely separate task force to handle our issues. We had an entire black president with an entire black family in mm-hmm. the White House. He had not a single solitary black agenda. If he would not do it, none of them are going to do it. They're only saying they're going to do it because they want your vote. I need an entire team task force of people who know our history, historians, elders, young people, Africans. People deserve to have dual citizenships. People need to know where they're from. They need to do everything. We need free trips to Africa from, from soup to nuts. I want it all. And we need all people that look like us to come into a space in a room and make those laws by ourselves. We don't need no help from the president. And just a quick, just a quick note: don't don't nobody uh, say it can't happen. Just remember that the government just printed up three trillion dollars for a virus. This so what I'm saying, we can't, give me, give me my we can't say it Listen, give me my coin. Africa, Africa is trying to get us back, despite what y'all may think. They can't afford for us to go. Well, we know why you want to go to Africa, Keisha. Julius Malema. Listen, <laughs> I, I will be a third or fourth wife. Okay? <laughs> that man told Donald Trump, push posh. <laughs> I was in love. Do you hear me? So so, so let me ask you guys. Now, like you said, Keita, that, 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 that we had a whole black president, whole family, and, and me and Keisha are in agreement with you. You know, some people are always going to push back on that. They love them people. They do love you, them people. Do you think... Like, do you want to become a Michelle Obama? <laughs> no. Do you, do you think, think Keita, that, that we have wasted time too busy worrying about 
who's in the office of the presidency instead of getting our needs met? Absolutely. But you know why? That's because that's the way we were taught. We were taught that the president makes all of the decisions and the president Which he controls, doesn't. And the pre right and the president controls everything. People, you know, when you when you talk about history, and this is why it's so important, when Martin Luther King wanted something from the government, he went at the next, just like we went out here and protested and said we wanted something. That's exactly how he did them. He demanded meetings with the president of the United States. He demanded meetings with police chiefs and uh, meeting with governors. It's what he did. And even if they couldn't stand him, he would not take no for an answer. So, and this is one man, this is a preacher. You know, this is somebody with a doctorate's degree. He said, this is what my people want. This is what my people need. Let me go over there. Let me ask. And if they don't mm -hmm. give me what I want, I'm going to have a bus boycott. If they don't give me what I want, I'm going to march on this bridge. That's the way he did things. You cannot be sitting here talking about some, I'm going to vote somebody into office to give me what I want. It doesn't matter who's in office. If you want something, you better ask for it and you better demand that you get it. You better it. demand it. Anybody can get it to you. So what difference does it make? But if, you, if, you, if you're talking about what other, other people and rep, I, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. I keep telling people, people are like, well, what's a black agenda? Stop, stop, stop asking me questions like that so that you can try to challenge me and hold things that I say against me. Well, what's a black agenda? You don't even know what a black agenda, like the same people that be like, well, what have you been up to? What you've been doing? You out here criticizing everybody else. Don't ask me what I'm doing. Wait so and then gaslighting. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what I'm doing. And another thing that we need to stop doing is this who shot John. Like, you know, I want to put the Democrats up. They better than the Republicans. Or they did more for me. Or they both ain't did shit. You know how dumb we sound? Well, I trust them more than I trust this. Like, when you think about it, Donald Trump didn't lie to you when he said all the problems was Democratic-led places. You know, we're going to have to start mixing it up and not just vote party. You have to, you know, like New Jersey, all these damn taxes. Damn the party. We ain't had a good governor since it was a Republican one, and that was key. Right. Now, imagine if you want something or you need something and you just literally go out and ask for it. We're asking for a reform when it comes to police brutality, and you're protesting against police brutality. Now, imagine if you had a list. Right. Imagine if one of our so great leaders like this uh, Al Sharpton once that wants to be on TV so damn bad. And, uh, Ambulance Cornell, and Cornell West, they want to be on TV so damn bad. Why does why hasn't somebody generated a list of things that we need and said, right. all right, now that we got that, we're going to keep marching until we get this. Until everything that we want on our list is checked off. We're gonna keep marching, or we're gonna keep tearing up shit, or we're gonna keep setting shit right. on fire. Or killing Mike. Right. You got your big black ass up there crying. Where's your agenda? Where was your antennas? And he's always screaming agenda, 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 agenda. He's always screaming agenda. One of the um, that's Wakanda. That's Wakanda, Keisha. That's why that's they Wakanda. need all this money one, for police. One of one of the things that um. That, that I think that we don't realize, opposed to the generation before us realized, 
public servants work for the people. Mm -hmm. They we don't work for them, and I think that's that's where even so much as the police don't realize, like, yo, you work for the taxpayer. We're, right. we're paying your salary. Like, you don't tell us, you don't dictate to us policy. We dictate to us policy. And one of the things that you guys mentioned is that, you know, um, our race has been so beholden to the to a particular party that really they don't even care about our needs because it's like, check the box. I know mm -hmm. I'm going to get them already. So much so that this week when they um was doing the Kenty cloth, I really don't think a lot of people was offended. And um I, I, I really don't say that I'm have a lot of African origin. I call myself a fundamental fundament foundational black American. That's what I call myself, but it's like nobody got offended. Nobody took that as like that to me that was so offensive that it wasn't even funny. But this is what goes on at we become immune to disrespect. Uh, no, I think people were offended, but it was so many people, black people, like, oh, we we can't accept anything. Like, they trying. After 400 years, if you don't shut your black ass up, like, fuck that symbolism. Go yeah. tell Donald Trump that some of this shit need to change. Go, go walk, or they gonna burn this motherfucker down. Okay, I didn't, I didn't even notice they had on a kente cloth. I and they was um, kneeling. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Worthless. And then, and, and then once somebody, I saw the memes making fun of them, and I was like, "Oh, this is real!" Like they, y'all yeah, really like, ain't got a bill of right. Like what? What is y'all doing? Like I think, I think a lot of a lot of it comes to you know. We don't realize that we are the table, so we always look for a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, like we are the movers and shakers, and it's like some people don't realize, like, like with all due respect to other cultures, and I'm not speaking bad of them, but you couldn't have gave black people the 40 acres in the meal that y'all promised us, because we would have made it happen with 40 acres in the meal. You give black people a reservation right now. Give us some land like that, and you're gonna make it happen. You, you can put it in South. They and and it's funny that they even did that to the Native Americans because they put them in South Dakota, where you can't even really do much agriculture in South Dakota with the land. With the, with the land, it's like you know a catch twenty two. So, you know, like I said, I don't I don't know about how this is gonna go. Like I said, one of the protesters today, I know that they took part of City Hall. In Seattle, I mean, I don't know what the purpose of destroying City Hall was or whatever. I know that they made an arrest for the uh, they they arrested an individual for the Minnesota Police Station. Uh huh. Of, I saw that. Of that, and uh, you know, he was Caucasian. Um, which which most of us that followed it and watched everything kind of expected that, but it but it's just like you know the symbolic gestures. I mean. I don't know. I think we just should be all past symbolism. Symbolism is, is way, way overrated. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, you know, any anything else, you know, you young ladies want to discuss? I mean, that's, you know, the protests and 
I mean, I'm quite sure it's going to be opening up again this weekend. I'm, I, I know it's a protest in East Orange or Orange going on right now. It started at 9.30, I think. Tonight? Yeah. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I was definitely uh, ready to send back everything I bought. Like, like since I've been home, you know, I've been shopping a little more. And I, I can't go to the mall, you know. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I looked on every website that I could find that I knew that I, the brands that I support. And I was making sure that they were in support of something. Right. Because I was going to write letters and send all of this shit back. Didn't they so, say Uber uh, Eats did something? Uber Eats is doing Uber something for free or something? That's another thing too. And I wish that we could, and I don't, so Uber Eats was um, all of their black owned businesses. Um, there's no delivery fee, but there's still a oh, service okay. fee. There's still a service fee, but there's no delivery fee. So the service fee is probably like a couple of dollars. Uh-huh. Where I live, I literally only have four businesses. Oh yeah. So I wanted to support, but they close early. <laughs> But that's 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 interesting because it's like I I never ordered I never ordered Uber Eats um so so who pays I, who pays the driver we we, do. we tip them but they also pay them too okay so we tip them but then there's another um there's a restaurant that I um adore in um I think it's in West Orange it's um it's called uh, Midi Midi. And it's like um, yes. mm-hmm. like street Mexican food. I absolutely love that restaurant. And I follow them on Instagram. And they've been very, very vocal when it has when it's come to like, you know, black lives. And before everybody had to post something about black lives, they were on it. And they're not black. And um, they were on it. They have a couple of restaurants. And yes, one um, in South Orange. South Orange, I'm sorry. One in South Orange, one in New York, and one somewhere else. The food is amazing. Their shrimp empanadas is the food. That food is delicious. So I love that little place. And um, so um, he he they had posted something the other day um, saying how since the pandemic, these places like DoorDash and Uber Eats have been charging the restaurant so much money amounts i'm sure and and i saw an article about that not too long ago as well but he kind of explained this entire story about um one of his restaurants i believe in one of the restaurants in new york how in like a week's time he was charged seven hundred dollars for wow yeah and here you are trying to stay afloat and you have somebody like uber eats charging you almost a thousand dollars in a week to two weeks time just so that people can have their food. What other choice do they have? Right. When you're talking about the stay at home order, they don't, they don't have a choice. So it's kind of like, so I said to myself, all right, I want to support these black businesses that are on on Uber Eats, but I'm better off just getting in my car and going, picking them up because wave the fee, the delivery fee, delivery fee is what five bucks. And then, um, 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 the service fee is probably the same. So then you're then you're going to charge the restaurant that I'm trying to support an arm and a leg to have to even have the service of Uber Eats. I'm just going to go pick it up. I got, so, I got know, I want people to be mindful of that. I got two quick two quick questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. One question is, um, 
did you guys see about the the issue with the uh, the polling down in Georgia? Mm -hmm. when, what was it when people were saying they there was closed? The, they were too far to get to the polls. They didn't mm -hmm. understand. In the they black areas in Wakanda. In Wakanda, always someone was in Wakanda. But I had a, I had a I had a friend of mine tell me that it wasn't most the way that the stories is coming out that it really wasn't. Um, it was the Democratic leadership down there that they mm -hmm. knew that the older people that was doing the polls told them that they weren't going to be coming because of the COVID. And they should have been having people in place to oh, wow. man the polls right, because right. they got That's some true. new machines or something. And it's like, you know, they're not talking about how they, it was kind of like the leadership's blunder down there what they messed up. I mean, we got somebody in the group that's from Atlanta that lives down in Atlanta, and they they explained to me over the phone. Let mm -hmm. me another another thing I wanted to ask you guys, and I you know, I know you guys don't. I've never talked to you guys about this one subject. How do you guys feel about uh, Colin Kaepernick in the NFL? The NFL owe him an apology. Now, mind you, it's an NDA. It is a non-disclosure agreement between them. Nobody knows how much money was uh, dealt with in the settlement. <laughs> But, mm -hmm. you know, because of the events, the NFL has came out and apologized and said we should have listened to our players. They didn't mention his name specifically. But how do you guys feel about um, the NFL and Colin Kaepernick and that whole situation? You think they owe him an apology? I absolutely do. But I don't think that they're, he's going to get it. So I yeah. think at this point, the NFL needs to apologize to black people in general. Right. The NFL would not be the NFL if it wasn't for black men or black people. And the NFL needs to apologize, period. They need to say I mean, we apologize for misunderstanding what the kneeling meant. We apologize for anybody who might have been harassed at our games because we were not supportive of the way that you were protesting police brutality. You know, they need to apologize for that kind of stuff. They need to say something. Because if they if they have a, a, a an agreement not to discuss not to discuss whatever agreement they came to, fine, that's fine. And he knows that he's not going to get an apology directly from them. But they need to apologize to to us. One of one of the things that they did they did apologize last week to uh, commissioner, and today they announced they was given two hundred fifty million dollars. And I know that they gave $89 million to the Players Coalition three years ago. And I've been what's, what's funny is I've been following the Players Coalition, and they've really been doing a lot of stuff. I know in Pennsylvania alone, they did get some legislation passed in, in the city of Philadelphia. So I know that they have been doing a good job. I just wanted to know, like, I know a lot of people. I, I mean, I think he's owed an apology. I don't think he's ever going to get it. I think he needs to put a muzzle on that girlfriend, but that's just my thoughts. And, you know, and I, and I also don't, I, I, you know, I haven't watched football since he wasn't able to play. Like when it was like, oh, we're protesting. We're not going to watch football. I was like, that's fine with me. I have not watched a single solitary game. And I know people who, you know, couldn't stay away from it. And that's their business. I just right. had this bad taste in my mouth about the NFL and I will never, um, and I would, and I'll, I'll now probably never watch. So I'm not missing nothing. I'm yeah. I'm, um, it, it, I'm it's not, funny. It's funny because I, um, I haven't stopped watching. I have a different. I have a unique perspective. I think uh, when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, 
Um, I think that Colin Kaepernick, sometimes you got to be in the, in life. Sometimes you're in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think his protest came at the right time for him mm-hmm. in his professional career, as well as what he believes is, is correct. Mm-hmm. I believe out of anybody, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, um, what's amazing is that he doesn't talk. And that's interesting for someone who protests, who doesn't talk. And the only time that he does talk is when he did a Nike commercial. And right. it's funny it's funny how Tamika Mallory, my son, when Jay-Z did what he did, and it seemed like he was throwing Colin Kaepernick under the bus, my son and Tamika Mallory kind of like agreed with him because they were working with Colin behind the scenes as well. I think Colin Kaepernick needs to really come out and say certain things so people don't hijack his true message. I think his true message has been kind of like hijacked where you got other celebrities speaking on For his him. behalf. Yeah, on his behalf. And That's nobody why really I said knows. they need to muggle his girlfriend. Yeah. It's a, it's because, a lot of moving parts. With yeah, Colin it's Kaepernick. a lot of moving parts. I mean, but <laughs> I think he's vindicated. This vindicated him. Absolutely. And then everybody always talks about not, you know, we don't need the acceptance of this person. We don't need the acceptance of that person. Then if you really don't need their acceptance and what you was doing was genuine from your heart and you made the world see and the world paid attention, do you really mm-hmm. need an apology from them? Like who who matters, us or them? Do you need the NFL to yeah. apologize to you? And it's sad that more people won't disown the NFL. You know, it's it's sad that you know we won't say we don't need the NFL because you know, we we have he put his livelihood on the line and he said you know forget this money I don't I don't need you know I'd rather do this and stir things up than to you know come to work every day and and, and play I football. think that black people as a whole I think we. In some ways, this is my personal opinion, we are afraid of inking our own spot. It's all about a seat at the table. Damn that table. I don't want a seat at that table, but that's what it's all about. That was one of the questions I had put in the group. Um, Are we supposed to take care of our activists? Because if our activists are getting a check from somewhere, it is a possibility that they can be compromised. Um, when you're an activist, I mean, one of the things, and you know, like I said, I don't want to uh, cause any controversy or make a make a whole different discussion about it. Is one of the things that a lot of these athletes who are willing to call out the atrocities in this country are in bed with Nike, mm. and Nike is part of, like I said. They're part of the establishment in China. Their footholders in China, and China has the same atrocities that's going on here is going on in China. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a catch twenty two. I mean, I always try to say that we live in a capitalist country, and it's all about the dollar. Well, let me say this um, because you know we all like history. So let's just Malcolm died destitute, Mm -mm. right? And Martin had sense enough to Harry, Be- Harry Belafonte had a life insurance policy on, on Martin's life. And that's how Coretta was able to take care of her family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, absolutely. And they weren't 
they probably the last people that haven't been compromised, if you think about it. Because mm. all those people that was rolling with Martin Luther King were compromised. Most of them. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. You know. Yeah, so I, that that answers that question. Yeah, that's something we could definitely um we could definitely address in the future, Mike. I really have a, a serious discussion about it because like I, I really wish Colin would talk myself. Me personally, he could he could choose he could do whatever he want right now, whether he realizes or not. He could choose the network, he could choose the format. I mean, he got the, you know he got the world in his hand, as they say, and he could actually call the shots and call a press conference and just talk. And I think right. if he does that, he will be be able to be explained better, explain himself better than other people. Because there are some things that happened prior to him kneeling when he was sitting that I think Colin kind of, you know, I ain't going to say he got played. I just think that sometimes you got to be careful because people will have an agenda for you if you don't have an agenda for yourself. Yeah. Well, that's definitely the truth. So with that, you guys uh, want to close out the show? Y'all have anything, final thoughts? No, I'm good. No, I don't have any either. I'm all thought out. <laughs> Everybody on Facebook and YouTube and Periscope, thank you guys for joining us tonight. And, um, you know, we appreciate you guys and yeah, I see some new I see some new faces, some new people. So it's nice to to have you and have some thought and you know welcome different perspectives and questions that come in. So it's nice. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully we'll be doing another show real soon. You know, like I said, it's fluid. So it's like, you know, it's opened up, it's hot outside, people gotta enjoy the weather. But we do wanna address something, the rise in COVID. So we'll probably address that the next time we uh Join you guys. With that, have a blessed night. Good night. Good night, everybody.